Father God in heaven, thank you so much once again for another day to live. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings that you have given us so far. And today we ask that you would grant us wisdom and grant us an open, I mean, open our hearts so that we may receive your word and that you may feed our souls and that we may know you more and that we may grow through this experience. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hello, friends. We are now on chapter 6. And the title for chapter 6 is, We Have Seen His Star. We Have Seen His Star. And this chapter is based on Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. And so before we read the Desire of Ages and reflect on the chapter, we will be reading Matthew chapter 2. And... uh, for today, I'll be using the English Standard Version. The English Standard Version. So, uh, let's proceed. Matthew chapter 2. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when when it rose and have come to worship him when herod the king heard this he was troubled and all jerusalem with him and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people he inquired of them where the christ was to be born they told him in jerusalem of judea for so it is written by the prophet and you o jerusalem in the land of judah and by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the the wise men secretly and ascertained them from and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, let's turn the page. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them. Until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, to Herod or Herod, <laughs> they departed to their own country by another way. Mm. Okay. Now, when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, "Rise and take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt, Egypt, and remain there until I tell you." For Herod, Herod is about to search for the child and to destroy him. 
And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet out of Egypt. I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all the region, that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, so that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled, that he would be called a Nazarene. Mm, that was rich. That was the that was a summary of what's gonna be happening as we read through the the sixth chapter of the book, The Desire of Ages. And uh, again the title is We Have Seen His Star. So we have seen his star. Alright, so let's dive in to chapter six of the book, The Desire of Ages. We have seen his star. Okay. All right. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. So the wise men from the east were philosophers. Wow, that's interesting. They were philosophers. They belonged to a large and influential class that included men of noble birth and comprised much of the wealth and learning of their nation. They are wise men from the East. They were philosophers. They were, wow, they belonged to the nobles. Among these were many who imposed on the credulity of the people. Others were upright men who studied the indications of providence in nature. Wow, that is interesting. And who were honored for their integrity and wisdom. Of this character were the wise men who came to Jesus. Wow, that is so interesting. So, wow, the wise men were philosophers. And they were upright men. So they were... They, they were good men. Okay? So... They had studied the indications of providence that there's something in nature that's not just, you know, that this world is not just material. There's providence behind everything in nature. 
And so they and these people also had integrity and wisdom, these kinds of philosophers. And this is the character of the wise men who came to Jesus. Okay, let's proceed. The light of God is ever shining amid the darkness of heathenism. As these magi studied the starry heavens and sought to fathom the mystery hidden in their bright paths, they beheld the glory of their creator. Seeking clearer knowledge, they turned to the Hebrew scriptures. In their own land were treasured prophetic writings that predicted the coming of a divine teacher. Mm. Balaam belonged to the magicians, though at one time a prophet of God. By the Holy Spirit, he had foretold the prosperity of Israel and the appearing of the Messiah. And his prophecies had been handed down by tradition from century to century. But in the Old Testament, the Savior's advent was more clearly revealed. That is why it's so important to study the Old Testament too. The Magi learned with joy and the Magi learned with joy that his coming was near and that the world the whole world was to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God of the Lord. Mm. Wow, so they studied the Hebrew scriptures. They were seekers. Let's proceed. The wise men had seen a mysterious light in the heavens upon that night when the glory of God flooded the hills of Bethlehem. So they witnessed that. They witnessed that when the angels came to the shepherds, they... They, oh, okay. So they they witnessed from the from a distance. They had seen the mysterious light in the heavens upon that night when the glory of God flooded the hills of Bethlehem. As the light faded, a luminous star appeared, and lingered in the sky. It was not a fixed star nor a planet, and the phenomenon excited the keenest interest. That star was a distant company of shining angels. But of this, the wise men were ignorant. They did not know. Mm. Yet they were impressed that the stars, that the star was of special import to them. They consulted priests and philosophers and searched the scrolls of the ancient records. The prophecy of Balaam had declared, There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. That's from Numbers chapter 24, verse 17. Now, could this strange star have been sent as a harbinger of the promised one? The Magi had welcomed the light of heaven-sent truth. Now it was shed upon them in brighter rays. Through dreams, they were instructed to go in search to go in search of the newborn prince as by faith abraham went forth at the call of god not knowing whither he went hebrews 11 8 as by faith israel followed the pillar of cloud to the promised land so did these gentiles go forth to find the promised savior 
the eastern country abounded in precious things, and the Magi did not set out hem empty-handed. It was the custom to offer presents as an act of homage to princes or other personages of rank, and the richest gifts the land afforded were borne as an offering to him in whom all the families of the earth were to be blessed. It was necessary to journey by night in order to keep the star in view. Mm. But the travelers beguiled the hours by repeating traditional sayings and prophetic utterances concerning the one they sought. At every pause for rest, they searched the prophecies, and the conviction deepened that they were divinely guided while they had the star before them as an outward sign they had also the inward evidence of the holy spirit which was impressing their hearts and inspiring them with hope the journey though long was a happy one to them wow that is perfect eh, isn't that amazing mm. they were really seekers and wow that's just fascinating that they would stop i mean they would rest pause for rest and uh, th they were excited about the prophecies they repeated it they they searched it once again and they wow they read once again they were yeah it, it was in their hearts to do this mm. they have s reached the land of israel and are descending the mount of olives with jerusalem in sight when lo the star that had guided them that has guided them all the weary way rests above the temple and after a season fades from their view with eager steps they press onward confidently expecting the messiah's birth to be the joyful burden of every tongue but their inquiries are in vain entering the holy city they repair to the temple to their amazement, they find none, none who seem to have a knowledge of the newborn king. Their questions called forth no expressions of joy, but rather of surprise and fear, not unmingled with contempt. Wow, that is so interesting. Their questions called forth in or among Jewish people, it called forth no expressions of joy they were not happy the people were not happy about the questions that these wise men gave and they were rather they were rather surprised and they actually feared about something and they felt contempt let's discover why is that so the priests are rehearsing traditions they extol their religion and their own piety while they denounce the Greeks and Romans as heathen and sinners above others. Ooh. The wise men are not idolaters. Yeah, the wise men are not idolaters. And in the sight of God, they stand far higher than do these, his professed worshippers. Wow in god's eyes looks upon their hearts he looks upon the hearts of these wise men and in his sight from god to god 
these wise men stand far higher than his professed worshippers. Yet they, the wise men, are looked upon by the Jews as heathen. Even among the appointed guardians of the holy oracles, their eager questionings touched no chord of sympathy. Mm. Th there was contempt because they, they, they wanted to be exclusive and the rest of the world they brand as heathen. Wow. The arrival of the Magi was quickly noised throughout Jerusalem. Their strange errand created an excitement among the people, mm. which penetrated to the palace of King Herod. The wily Edomite was aroused at the intimation of a possible rival. Countless murders had stained his pathway to the throne. Being of alien blood, he was hated by the people over whom he ruled. His only security was the favor of Rome. But this new prince had a higher claim. He was born to the kingdom. Ah. Herod suspected the priests of plotting with the strangers to excite a popular tumult and unseat him from the throne. He concealed his mistrust, however, determined to thwart their schemes by superior cunning. Summoning the chief priests and the scribes, he questioned them as to the teaching of their sacred books in regard to the place of the Messiah's birth. This inquiry from the usurper of the throne and made at the request of strangers stung the pride of the Jewish teachers. Oh. The indifference, the indifference with which they turned to the roles of prophecy, enraged the the jealous tyrant. So it's like, uh, you know, Herod was so so he was anxious because the th he was threatened. His position in the throne was threatened because, wow, the uh, to to his mind, um, oh, so there's a prophecy that there's gonna be a king, there's gonna be a prince. So my position is now threatened. And so he wanted to discover that and um, to, to learn more about that. And he asked the Jewish teachers, but the Jewish teachers did not like. And they, they, they didn't like that. They, they had this indifference. And the Jewish teachers' indifference, indifference that enraged Herod. He was jealous about it. Okay, so... Herod thought them trying to conceal their knowledge of the matter. With an authority they dared not disregard, he, Herod, commanded them to make close search and to declare the birthplace of their expected king. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, land of Judah, art in no wise least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come forth a governor, which shall be shepherd of my people, Israel. Now Herod, Herod now, or Herod now, invited the Magi to a private interview. The tempest of wrath and fear was raging in his heart. But he preserved a calm exterior and received the strangers courteously. He inquired at what time the star had appeared and professed to hail with joy the intimation of the birth of Christ. 
he bade his visitors search diligently for the young child and when ye have found him bring me word again that i may come and worship him also so saying he dismissed them to go on their way to bethlehem the priests and elders of jerusalem were not as ignorant concerning the birth of christ as they pretended mm. the report of the angel's visit to the shepherds had been brought to jerusalem but the rabbis had treated it as unworthy of their notice they themselves might have found jesus and might have been ready to lead the magi to his birthplace but instead of this the wise men came to call their attention to the birth of the messiah where is he that is born king of the jews they said for we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him now pride and envy closed the door against the light if the reports brought by the shepherds and the wise men were credited they would place the priests and rabbis in a most uninviable position disproving their claim to be the exponents of the truth of god these learned teachers would not stoop to be instructed by those whom they termed heathen it could not be they said that god had passed them by to communicate with ignorant shepherds or uncircumcised gentiles they determined to show their contempt for the reports that were exciting king herod and all jerusalem they would not even go to bethlehem to see whether these things were so and they led the people to regard the interest in jesus as a fanatical excitement here began the rejection of christ by the priests and rabbis from this point their pride and stubbornness grew into a settled hatred of the savior while god was opening the door to the gentiles the jewish leaders were closing the door to themselves now that is a powerful paragraph so from there we've seen what is closing off people from the light it's pride and envy and that these are char characteristics of the anti-love they had pride yeah because they they can't stand it they, they wanted to be the top they wanted to be the very people whom whom others would consult when when things are concerning i mean things are about god you know and so what happens is that huh, what happens is that they're closing their doors they, they held on to their pride oh let's proceed it's rather sad right the wise men departed alone from jerusalem the shadows of night were falling as they left the gates but to their great joy they again saw the star they again saw the star and were directed to bethlehem they had received no such intimation of the lowly estate of jesus as was given to the shepherds after the long journey they had been disappointed by the indifference of the jewish leader jewish leaders and had left jerusalem less confident than when they entered the city at bethlehem they found no royal guard stationed to protect the newborn king 
none of the world's honored men were in attendance. Jesus was cradled in a manger. His parents, uneducated peasants, were his only guardians. Could this be he of whom it was written that he should raise up a that he should raise up the tribes of Jacob and restore the preserved of Israel? That he should be a light to the Gentiles and for salvation to the end of the earth? Isaiah 49, 6. So those were the questions that were running through the minds of the wise men. Let's proceed. When they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. Beneath the lowly guise of Jesus, they recognized the presence of divinity. They gave their hearts to him as their savior. They gave their hearts to him as their savior and then poured out their gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. What a faith, what a faith was theirs. He might have been said of the wise men from the east as afterward of the Roman centurion, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. Matthew 8:10. Wow. So that was amazing. They, when they saw him, they immediately, despite their doubts and th- despite the, the disappointment that they had when after their encounter with the Jewish leaders, they still proceeded. And um, despite the, the failed expectations, they were expecting a, a somewhat a, a grand, um, you know, a grand entrance or something. But when they came, when they saw it, it was very humble and, and Wow, so they immediately fell down and worshipped him. And then they gave their hearts to him. And then they gave the gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Let's proceed. The wise men had not penetrated Herod's design toward Jesus. I mean, they had not understood Herod's real intention. So when the object of their journey was accomplished, they prepared to return to Jerusalem intending to acquaint him with their success but in a dream they received a divine message to hold no further communication with him avoiding Jerusalem they set out for their own journey by another route mm. so so this is really interesting because god because these were seekers these were not jews and the jews regarded them as heathen but these were seekers of the truth and God actually appeared to the, God actually revealed truth to them through dreams. Wow. Let's proceed. In like manner, Joseph was uh, in like manner. Joseph received warning to flee unto Egypt with Mary and the child. And the angel said, Be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Joseph obeyed without delay. Joseph obeyed without delay, setting out on the journey by night for greater security. Mm. Through the wise men, God had called the attention of the Jewish nation to the birth of his son. Again, through the wise men, God had called the attention of the Jewish nation to the birth of his son. Their inquiries in Jerusalem, the popular interest excited, and 
even the jealousy of Herod, which compelled the attention of the priests and rabbis, directed minds to the prophecies concerning the Messiah and to the great event that had just taken place. Satan was bent on shutting out the divine light from the world, and he used his utmost cunning to destroy the Savior. Satan just—he hates—he hates Christ. He hates the Son of God. So Satan he he used his utmost cunning to destroy the Savior, but he but he but he God who never slumbers nor sleeps was watching over his beloved son. God was watching over his beloved son. Wow, so you see here, God never slumbers nor sleeps. He was watching over his beloved son. He who had rained manna from heaven for Israel had and had fed Elijah in the th time of famine, provided in a heathen land a refuge for Mary and the child Jesus. God provided in a heathen land in Egypt a, a refuge for Mary and the child Jesus. And through the gifts of the Magi from a heathen country, the Lord supplied the means for the journey into Egypt and the, and the sojourn in the land of the strangers. Wow, so everything was used. The provision of God. That's amazing. Because God... Yeah. <laughs> I'm speechless. Because uh, even if Satan wanted to destroy the Savior... God used God used the so-called heathen but who were sincere seekers of the truth God used them to supply to provide for his son Jesus and his earthly parents Wow So let's proceed The magi had been among the first to welcome the redeemer their gift was the first that was laid at his feet and through that gift what privilege of ministry was theirs the offering from a heart from the heart that loves god delights to honor mm. the offering from the heart that loves god delights to honor giving it highest efficiency in service for him if we have given our hearts to jesus we also shall bring our gifts to him our gold, our silver, our most precious earthly possessions, our highest mental and spiritual endowments, endowments will be freely devoted to him who loved us and gave himself for us. Wow. Wow. Again, I want to repeat that. The offering from the heart that loves, if you have a heart that loves, you know, God delights to honor that that offering from your heart wow and he gives it the highest efficiency in service for him mm. if you have given your heart to jesus you will also bring your gifts to him your gold your silver your most precious earthly possessions your highest mental and spiritual endowments will be freely devoted to him who loved you and gave himself for you so so that is that's the attitude of your heart and you will be so willing, so willing to give for God because that it's coming from a place of love, right? Okay, let's proceed. Herod in Jerusalem 
impatiently awaited the return of the wise men. As time passed and they did not appear, his, his suspicions were roused. The, the unwillingness of the rabbis to point out the Messiah's birthplace seemed to indicate that they had penetrated his design, that they had understood his, uh, his real intentions, and that the Magi had purposely Lee avoided him. He was maddened at the thought. <laughs> Herod was maddened at the thought. Craft had failed. But there was left the resort to force. Ooh. Now his uh, initially used manipulation. But it failed. And now he is resorting to force. These are all products of the anti-love principle. He would make... An example of this child king, those haughty Jews should see that they, m what they might expect in their attempts to place a monarch on the throne. So that was what's in the mind of Herod. Soldiers were at once sent to, to Bethlehem with orders to put to death all the children of two years and under. The quiet homes of the city of David witnessed those scenes of horror that 600 years before had been opened to the prophet. In Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they are not. They don't exist anymore. They have died. Now this calamity the Jews had brought upon this calamity the Jews had brought upon themselves if they had been walking in faithfulness and humility before God, he would, in a signal manner, have made the wrath of the king harmless to them. But they had separated themselves from God by their sins and had rejected the Holy Spirit, which was their only shield. The Holy Spirit was supposed to be their only shield, but they had rejected the Holy Spirit. They had not studied the scriptures with a desire to conform to the will of God. They had searched for prophecies which could be interpreted to exalt themselves. Wow, so, so that is why it's not really enough that you study the Bible. If your purpose is to, to, to exalt something and not be, not be humbled and not be, not be given the, the blessing that's that's in there you're not really seeking for it but you're gonna use it to exalt yourself it's it's uh that there there's a gap there right so so again let me just recap and read that that sentence they had the jews had separated themselves from god by their sins and had rejected the holy spirit which was their only shield they had not studied the scriptures with a desire to conform to the will of God. Mm. They had searched for, for prophecies in the scriptures, which could be interpreted to exalt themselves and to show how God despised all nations. But that is, <laughs> they approached the scriptures with something that's with a bias. They already approached the scriptures with a bias. And their bias is that God despises all other nations and we are just the only ones to be exalted. Okay, that's selfishness, self-centeredness right there. It was their proud boast. It was their proud boast that the Messiah was to come 
as a king, conquering his enemies and treading down the heathen in his wrath. Thus, they had excited the hatred of their rulers. Through their misrepresentation of Christ's mission, Satan had purposed to compass the destruction of the Savior. But instead of this, it returned upon their own heads. Oh, sad. It returned upon their own heads. This act of cruelty was one of the last that darkened the reign of Herod. Soon after the slaughter of the innocents, he was himself compelled to yield to that doom which none can turn aside. He died a fearful death. Mm. Joseph, who was still in Egypt, was now bidden by an angel of God to return to the land of Israel. Regarding Jesus as the heir of David's throne, Joseph desired to make his home in Bethlehem. But learning that Archelaus reigned in Judea in his father's stead. He feared that the father's designs against Christ might be carried out by the son. Of all the sons of Herod, Archelaus was most of all the sons of Herod, Archelaus most resembled him in character. Already his succession to the government had been marked by a tumult in Jerusalem and the slaughter of thousands of Jews by the Roman guards. That was really cruel. Again, Joseph was directed to a place of safety. He returned to Nazareth, his former home. And here, for nearly 30 years, Jesus dwelt, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. Galilee was under the control of a son of Herod, but it had a much larger admixture of foreign inhabitants than Judea. Thus, there was less interest in matters relating especially to the Jews, and the claims of Jesus would be less likely to excite the jealousy of those in power. Such was the Savior's reception when he came to earth. There seemed to be no place or rest or safety for the infant Redeemer. God could not trust his beloved Son with men, even while carrying forward his work for their salvation. He commissioned angels to attend Jesus and protect him till he should accomplish his mission on earth and die by the hands of those whom he came to save. Wow. Just wow. I love that. That is so awesome. That was the end of the chapter, actually. And uh, yeah. My word for the chapter is going to be biased. <laughs> because there is already... Um, th there is already... G David Ashrick, when we were reading this, um, he had a word and the word is gift. The word is gift. Because it's twofold. Like, Christ has been born as a gift to humankind. And um, also... Also, God gave, uh, I mean, I mean, the wise men gave gifts. Mm. But I'm thinking now, I'm thinking now that um, instead of the word gift, I would uh, use the word provision. Provision. Because uh, there's, a, there's an element there where God used the gifts, the physical gifts, 
to provide for the rest of their I mean, to provide for Joseph, Mary, and Jesus' journey from Bethlehem to Egypt. So, for their travel, they used that resource, they used as a resource for their travel, the gold, the frankincense, and the mirror. Okay? And that sustained them in Egypt, too. So, it was a provision. It wasn't like a one-time gift, a gift that you would display at home but it was a provision in the sense that it actually provided for their needs and uh, it wasn't just that so so jesus as an infant he was so 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 fragile in i mean in the sense that <laughs> he was a helpless baby and then all these people of authority surrounding him wanted to destroy him and Satan himself wanted to destroy him. But God has provided for his needs and his protection also through angels. It wasn't enough for, for men, for people, for human beings to protect him. Well, Joseph could do his all and his best to protect the baby Jesus. There they were poor. Joseph and Mary were so poor and all they could do is just protect him um, in ways they can. But they had no, they really had no say when it comes to if they're, if they're, um, if the contender on the other side is, uh, for example, Herod, the king. And all these people of authority. So, God provided that angels would actually protect Jesus too throughout his life and his journey. So until he would accomplish his mission, his mission, his ultimate mission on Calvary or at Calvary. So throughout his life, angels had been there to help to protect the baby Jesus as well. And we could find comfort in that too because just as much as God regards Jesus, the baby Jesus when he was born on earth, he also regards everyone with the same care and he is ever ready to send angels to provide for and protect you in whatever situation you're in right now. And um, you see, those who rejected the Holy Spirit, those who rejected God by their sins and separated themselves from God, those were the very ones who had lost. They had lost lives. And um, yeah, I mean, what I meant was that, that part there where, where it backfired. The, the Jewish rejection of Christ backfired to them when Herod commanded that everyone, everyone, every kid two years and under is going to be slain. Is going to be slain. So what have we learned from there? God provides provision, provision. God has given Jesus as a provision for us. That we might be saved from our sins. But as he was born on earth and he started his journey, as every human being started, 
he was born a helpless baby and he needed to be provided with protection so provision and the gifts also that were given to him pointed out it wasn't it wasn't emphasized in the chapter that we have read but there was meaning behind the gold the frankincense and the mirror and uh, maybe it's not the time to discuss what those things meant but yeah so later later we can uncover why are those the gifts or maybe now because the gold the gold represents his kingship that he is to be the king the frankincense it's it's a uh, it's like a perfume yeah and and the perfume there represented Christ's sacrifice yes he's he's going to be the sacrifice it, it's a uh, an yeah it's used in the sanctuary services, if I'm not mistaken. So, and, and then the gold of frankincense in the mirror. Wait, la. yeah, the mirror is a, uh, the mirror is um, it's to anoint the dead. I think oh, I'm gonna need to research on that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a purpose why it's not re re revealed here. But there was a, uh, yeah. There was a. Uh, there's meaning to all of that. Mm. Because the, the frankincense is used by the high priest to to minister in the, I think to minister in the sanctuary. Anyway, anyway, so so those symbolized Christ's mission. In, in the mirror, is yes, it's like for embalming the dead, which is weird, but it is a precious precious thing, and it was worth a lot. So, and those were the gifts, okay? And those, well, those symbolized the greater things, the, the, the mission of Christ as he's going to be soon king and he's going to die for us and he's also going to be our high priest in the sense that he is going to be our mediator, the mediator between God and human beings. So there, from there, you can see that all those had a significant uh, meaning and uh, they also had a practical applic i mean a practical use they well they symbolized Jesus's mission they were not just there for display and that's fascinating that God can use anything to provide for you actually and okay so so what are the other things that we seen here also, God provides a provision of spiritual insight. So, so when the when the when the wise men were not able to extract knowledge from the Jews, when when their expectations failed, they were still provided for. They were provided light. The the once again they have seen the star. The star that once faded, once they once again they've seen it, and that was what guided them to the the manger. So God really provides. So if one is a seeker, God even provides answers via dreams. If one is a seeker, God can do that and reveal Himself and His His will and reveal wisdom and guidance. If one is a seeker, he can do that and he will choose to do that.
if it's for the seeker's good. So that is fascinating. Okay. So practically, what can we learn from here? So if we have... If we do have um, challenges again in our lives, God will provide for us. He will send provision in terms of what we can eat and drink and where we can sleep. And he will send provision in terms of protection through the holy angels. Yes. And, okay, now this is the biggie. <laughs> what what hinders us from receiving the fullest provisions of God, spiritual provisions especially, what hinders us is pride. Pride. A proudful heart. That was what's inside the hearts. That was uh, what's inside the Jewish people who had rejected Christ. They held on to their pride and envy and that, that closed their door against the provision of light. So, to receive God's provision, there's just only one thing that you need. It's, it's a humble heart, a heart that's willing to seek and to, to seek and to accept that which you will find. Really. So, when we apply this to our lives, it's really important that w when we seek God, we seek with humility and that we humble our hearts and that we don't stick to our pride right that we actually fall upon the rock and be broken and be ready to be broken and accept the truth of god's light hold that oh that pride may be taken out of our hearts right because it's what keeps it's what keeps us from receiving the fullness of God's provision. Okay, so that was really great. That was really awesome. And um, so provision is the word then. We have seen his star. Even the star has been provided for by God. Ah, this is so cool. So let us close with a prayer. Dear God, Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful and amazing chapter we have seen his star. It's chapter 6 now. And we thank you for waking us up and giving us the energy to do this every single day. Not because we have to, but because this is actually for our souls. Thank you so much for everything. And may we, may we, dear God, surrender. Help us to surrender our pride and uh, approach these things moving forward. Especially as we dive deep into the desire of ages in the Bible and the life of Jesus. Please take us, take take from us this pride and so that we may receive the fullness of your provision, spiritual provision, dear God. And if any one of us is suffering right now, help them to recognize what you have already actually provided for them because they might also have been blinded by their situation. Help them see that you have already provided something for them. And from there, they can start standing up once again. Thank you so much for everything. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.